Hey everybody, this is Random Chattings episode 67. I'm Arlil Rodriguez and my returning guest today is... Andrea! Yay! <laughs> I'm like, I don't know, now that we're recording, I get nervous and I'm like, oh, do I talk now? <laughs> it's like, I need that applause sign. It's like, Andrea, speak. Words are hard. <laughs> it's Andrea. Hi, guys. <laughs> hi. Hi. Hi, Andrea. Um... It's a returning guest though, but it's it's been it's been a while since you've been here. Actually, almost a year. Almost a year, which sounds really crazy, and I'm gonna take most of the fault in that because I'm crazy busy. And for you listeners out there, I am the worst. I <laughs> am the person who ghosts, but not on purpose. And I think Arlo has probably tried to set this podcast up, um, like I don't know, 10, 15, 20 times. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm totally Something in Thursday, like seven p.m. Give That'll totally work. And then like at 7 p.m. on Thursday, I get a text. Hey, are we doing this? <laughs> and I'm like, and by this, do you mean? <laughs> so I'm excited to be on your podcast. Finally, Yay! again, after a year. It's so funny, though, because like the same thing happened with Sean, though. Um, Sean from Homebly Awkward, for those who ah. Because uh, you, hi Sean, I love you. Because you um, you left the voicemail saying, I can do a way better show than you can. <laughs> And then that also took months for that one to happen as well. Oh my gosh, I'm going to be known in the podcast world as the ultimate flake. <laughs> I'm really not flaky, I swear. Like, Well, I mean, I say that, but I am. I mean, I'm not. I'm not flaky. I just have the craziest schedule ever, and I feel really crappy. I'm sorry. That's okay. No, <laughs> we'll, we'll, hear, we'll hear all about that in the next... In the next uh, fucking, I don't know how long this is going to be. In the next four hours. Be prepared, guys. It's going to be a long one. You're in for the haul. I hope you got snacks. I hope you bought milk. uh, You know, all the good stuff. Uh, Well, I don't want to be the bearer of bad news, but if it did end up being four hours, this would be a two-parter. Oh, that is bearing a bad news. I just have to, because, like, no one is going to listen to me for that long oh oh you, you have no no you of course but me no 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 this is too much i too mean much for the people who are going for marathon runs they need to listen to something <laughs> they're they out there racing giggle. they're like on they're mile every, 20 every 22, quarter mile and they're like oh my gosh Arlil is still talking and then they're like oh my gosh i'm still running i need to finish this marathon quickly i'm just kidding hopefully it's not four hours and if it was still hopefully it's entertaining no i'm sure i'm sure it's going to be we'll we'll, we'll I mean, this will be interesting because we'll pretty much be catching up on the air about what the fuck we've been up to. <laughs> so, for the rest of you guys, this is just me and our little hanging out. I, you know, you're just basically a fly on the wall. <laughs> exactly. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess we can start off with the... Well, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't... Because I don't really... I guess we kind of talked around this a little bit. But Andrea, what, uh, what do you... No, no, no. That's not how I do it. Um... <laughs> How do I do this officially? I've already drank wine a little bit. I should also say that. So maybe I might be slurring my words a little bit. Not making any right. sense. More wine, the better. I started wine two hours ago. No, I didn't. Uh, it was three hours ago. <laughs> but you, you said you've, you, you're free all day today. So, I mean. I am free all day today. So, listeners, beware. You might get a drunk text from Andrea at some point today. So just Yes, everybody is getting a drunk text. You if you're listening, you're getting a text. <laughs> All right. Uh, right. Okay. Here we go. Here's here's the phrase that I usually use. Um, Andrea, why don't you tell everybody who uh, or, or some of our new listeners a little bit about yourself? Um, hi guys, and the new listeners out there. Um, it depends on the day and the time. It's really hard when people ask me that. They're like, "Hey, so what do you do?" And I'm like, "Um, dot 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 ellipses world <laughs> of millennials." Um, what I do to make money? I actually work for Salt Lake Magazine. 
and I do all their online content. I shoot video, I shoot, I edit, I do photography. Recently, I'm doing a lot of um, cocktail porn. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Let me explain that. I like to shoot pictures of cocktails. Um, I think cocktails are sexy. So I've been doing that a lot for the work. But um, so that's what I do to make me money that so I can survive and not die. Um, So the heat works when the snow happens in Utah. But um, I also am an actress um, and I do a lot of stage. I do a lot of film and television. Um, The reason Arlil and I know each other is because I was involved in a web series, a 10 episode web series about a geek uh, hot mess and a goldfish named Duck. Yes. And I played the goldfish. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) I played the hot mess. Um, and so Arlil and I met when we were promoting the web series. So, um, I kind of dabble in everything. Like when I get bored, I just kind of wonder, you know, uh, what should I do? And then I drink <laughs> wine and I do it. So, oh, I should, I drink whiskey and then I do it. Whiskey is my courage breaker. And I, maybe I'm a pussy, but I can't, I can't drink whiskey. I tried, I drink drinking like Jack Daniels once and it was too strong for me. But I did try it's fireball type of whips type of whiskey. Uh, it's yeah. You yeah. You shoot fireball. You you sip uh, Jack Daniels a little bit more. Um, uh, actually, so I did I did like, it incorrectly. I see. Yeah, yeah. Fireball is definitely that like college like. It doesn't taste too bad. It tastes like cinnamon going down, and it's gonna taste like cinnamon tomorrow morning when it comes back up. Ah. <laughs> uh, happy that is not part of my legacy i just don't understand why people do that to themselves i don't either you know what okay i have a good time don't get me wrong i yep. have a great time i like shooting cocktails and photos and i like shooting cocktails uh, literally. um but i like having fun but i also like waking up the next morning and having fun again whatever that may be so i usually don't like to like kill two days with one shot yes um, if you know what i mean I kind of know what you mean. I think I think I my twenty first birthday. I think I had two shots. I think I had um white a right white white Russian. Ooh, two you, shots had a, of a white you shot the white Russian. And I think it was the drink that was made up. And it, whoa, your your video disappeared. I'm gone. She Hi. disappeared. Reappeared now. Yay! Okay. Doesn't it matter because it's all audio. Um, yeah, what you guys don't know <laughs> is that visually I disappeared to our little. For you, I'm still just in your head. <laughs> Playing around like just words are bouncing around, like hitting the skull on the left side and then the right side. Right side, left side so, so our little freaked out and the rest of you guys were like, I don't understand. <laughs> it seems normal. <laughs> but everything is fine. Um, but everything is fine. Everything is perfectly I'm already slurring my words. I'm just kidding. That was just me <laughs> acting like I'm slurring my words. Um, oh, our little, so I think so the, the type of drink, I think the cup was like about this big, I think. Um, and for those of you who can't see his fingers, they're about three inches. Not that big. And mm-hmm. um, no, she's actually talking about my penis. Um, right. Why did I, why um, did I even say that? Three inches, are little. <laughs> we might need to like. I don't know why I said that, Andrea. We might want to work on that. Yeah, I should. I think I need to go to the doctor. That the, the amount okay. that was in that white Russian was like I think the equivalent of two shots. But I drank it quickly because it was fucking delicious. But I didn't know. Because it's my first time drinking. Well, not my first time drinking. Because I had a screwdriver, I think, with my, my roommates. I think my 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 old roommates. No, well, not really. Sweetmates. That's the right word. Um, I think I had like an orange juice and a screw and a vodka. So I think that's a screwdriver, right? Yes. So I had that. That was my the first real thing I had that I drank on my own choice. 
And then for my birthday, I, I drank this white Russian, but I drank it too quickly, so I had to order, like, I don't even remember what I bought, like, I think, like, nachos and fries or something, just because I, was, I wasn't prepared, and I was immediately just... You know, it's funny you say that you're, like, nacho and fries, and I'm like, oh, that's what I ordered last night for dinner, and I was completely sober. <laughs> so, I don't know what that says about me no, or you. I, I, I'm not insinuating anything. I just meant that I just needed some calories aren't in you, me. Though, I'm aren't not, you, though? No, I'm not. It's like what our little drinks when he's, <laughs> or eats when he's drunk is what Andrea eats when she's sober. <laughs> Either that says that I have a weird appetite or nope, that's all it says. No, I mean, it's not just that's good shit. That's that real good shit. That is good shit. French um, fries and nachos? Hell yeah. That is the gate opening and closing, for those who don't know. Uh, I recently had to apologize on the recording. Oh, wow. I think I might even be heard of that, too. That's my mom on the sink with the water. Um, I had to apologize. Well, not really apologize, but I had to, like, start um, with a little blurb about, oh, this recording sounds like this because I live near a highway, and it was on the hottest days of the year, so I had to leave the windows open and all that shit. You can probably hear the fans, but those might be edited out in post. Um, yeah, I mean, they might be, but maybe you should leave it on, and then people can imagine you sweating for your art. <laughs> I, say, I say you do I, that. I think I... There's a couple of interviews I did in a really hot room, and I had to do them because there's no other time I could have could have done them, so I think I've definitely... You know, I think sometimes us as, like, you know, having... I'm a you know, videographer, and you're a podcaster, and... I think sometimes, like, we do freak out about that kind of stuff, and then I think everybody else is kind of like, uh, it's fine. Yes, no, <laughs> exactly. Like, that's, that's you're what... making a big deal out of nothing. <laughs> that's what's and so then fun. you're, yeah, you're kind of like, yeah, I am. <laughs> so, I mean, for, photographer, though, I guess, no, that would be more for video, though. Like, what, what are some of the things that show that would, like, pop up all of a sudden? Um, it's like, oh, my God, whoa, no, 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 no. Well, you know, it's funny. Like, when I'm shooting, as the second I start shooting, especially outside, Either the second I start shooting outside, there's a lawnmower or a plane decides to fly overhead. If I'm shooting inside, all of a sudden the AC decides to go. Um, it's Or my dog. I have a dog. And oftentimes when I'm shooting at home, like I'll be doing like an audition videotape. That is when my dog becomes the most needy is the second I'm like, I'm going to record myself. And my dog's like, hey, help me, help me. I love you. Feed me, feed me. You haven't given me attention all day. And I'm like, really? I'm supposed to be like bawling and crying over my dead son. And I have this dog trying to be all cute and shit. <laughs> it, it really, it really tests your abilities. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, no, I, I don't know what that is anymore. I'm just going to roll with it. It's probably still the same. I think you should roll with it because I'm not hearing all these noises you're hearing. So oftentimes it might just be in your head right about that you're right about that and i don't hear it from me talking into the microphone because uh we had some technical difficulties before we started recording this so so i'm actually have my i don't think this is what you're supposed to do but i had the i have the headphones plugged in directly into the yeti mic and so so i can hear myself talking which is the first time i've ever done that and that's fucking weird to me so basically arlil is experiencing an exorcist sort of afternoon don't mind him it's only in his head for exactly. the rest of you guys, it sounds 100% normal, and you're going, what the fuck is wrong with you, Arlo? <laughs> uh, I hope she doesn't turn on the TV right now. I think she, she, is, she, she, has, she has the on-demand app, so she can watch her fucking soap opera. Arlo Whatever she, does, to, she watches Arlo wants Saturdays. to watch TV with his mom. She's in the background. What you you listeners don't see, which I see because I'm on video <laughs> Skype with Arlo, is, is Arlo's mom's hair. 
occasionally popping up over his shoulder. <laughs> and it's like this random like mouse that's kind of crawling over the top, a little hedgehog, and then it goes away. And then it's going to sit down and cuddle with its soap operas. She's not actually going to turn on TV. I think she's not going to. She knows. I told, she might I told, not. Her, told her this morning. To, I was supposed to tell her yesterday, but I went to go see The Big Sick again with my friend Lorenz. Oh been my on the show gosh. before. The Big Sick. You've seen it twice then, huh? Yes, I've seen it twice. Yes. I haven't seen it at all. I am so excited to see it. I, when are you seeing it? Uh, I don't know. I was supposed to go two nights ago. I'm obsessed with what's his name? Um, Kumail Nanjiani. Yes. Okay, so <laughs> I literally. mispronounced that. Apologies, Kumail, if you ever hear this. I wanted to say uh, with Dinesh. The reason I love him is because I watch him on Silicon Valley. Oh, I've seen... Oh, I think I saw a couple episodes of Silicon Valley. I am obsessed with Silicon Valley for many reasons. First off, it's a great show. And all the actors are brilliant. But the writing is out of this world. And, like, it's funny, like, being a writer myself. And that show is one of those shows that I... I literally am like, I've got to learn how to write like this. Because, okay. And I say this because, as a writer, a lot of shows... Most of the characters sound the same. And okay, that's a broad generalization. But if you watch West Wing or um, anything Aaron Sorkin, I, everybody talks yes. really, really fast and it's yes. really quick and it's really quippy and clever. Or Scandal, Grey's Anatomy, all those night soaps, everybody talks the same. Silicon Valley is brilliant how every time I hear a character talk, they talk like that character would. Right. Like Dinesh sounds like Dinesh, Gilfoy sounds like Gilfoy, Ehrlich sounds like Ehrlich, uh, Richard sounds like Richard, and I am just like blown away, not only by their acting, but the writing. And I'm like, I want to write individualized characters like Silicon Valley. It, it's just, it's amazing. It's oh, so man. good. I, I, I think I saw a couple episodes, uh, I want to see the rest of it, but... Um... Oh, man, I, I, I can't can't talk about Big Sick because you haven't seen it yet. Okay, I, okay, don't talk about it, but if you liked it and you saw it twice, that encourages me. Here's here's the thing, and please Ray don't Ray Romano's feel, on it. I'm sure that'll be fun. That's what we surprised. Okay, 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 okay. For, okay, first. Okay, first thing. you can say it. I'm okay with spoilers. Your audience it's might not, not be, but it's I'm more yet. like I don't want you to feel jealous because I I I attended a screening of the Big Sick last night. Last night, I think it's on Twitter. I am so jealous. Hold oh on. My gosh, really? you will, no, you'll, you'll get jealous. Hold on, hold on. With a Q and A with Kumail Nanjiani and the writer Emily Gordon. Are you freaking kidding me? I'm not me? fucking kidding. It's on my Twitter. I have a picture on my I Twitter. Will. Oh my gosh, my heart! I know. It's I right now. I d- why am I? Why am I in Utah? <laughs> <laughs> Please, can you kidnap me from the Midwest or from the Western <laughs> state of Utah and take me to California? <laughs> See, here's oh the, my gosh, you're so lucky. Here's the, here's the worst thing about it. My, Is my it, you can't pronounce his name. No. Other than that, again, Kumail, if you ever hear this, I apologize. Um, we didn't know this was happening. My my friend and I, we were just going to go to the ArcLight, like just like at a theater in Santa Monica, and we realized we're not going to make it on time, so let's go to the Landmark. And apparently, we checked. Then we just bought tickets, and then um, we checked the ceilings. Like, oh my god, wait, this movie's been out for nine weeks. Why is it packed? And then they said, oh, because there's going to be a Q and A with Kumail Nanjiani and Emily Gordon. It's like, what the fuck? What the fuck? And there was two exactly two seats left. Are you serious? I can't fucking be- can't fucking believe. Oh my gosh! What, what that literally that was the right place it, at the right time. The, no, oh. seriously, seriously. What would have made that night? Also, it was even better. Although this is kind of delves into my sadder parts of my personal life. Um, it's all right. Have, we won't judge. I don't have yeah, a lot of money. We're definitely gonna judge. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't, because this actually really gets to me. Um, I do have a part-time job now, and I make them. I make money. 
but I don't make enough money to pay off my loans. Or I make just enough to pay off my loans, but it's like 63% of my paycheck down the toilet when it comes to my loans. You know what? Don't feel bad about that. We all have student loans. Do you still have your own student loans? Oh, hell yeah, I do. Oh I definitely do. I'm still paying them off. Every, you know what? From here on out, this is a sidebar. Everybody has student loans and everybody's going to be paying them for the next 25 years of their life. It just <laughs> is. And so I honestly say nobody should feel bad about it because what they did, they didn't do bad financials. They went and got a freaking college education. We should be proud of those college debt. Yeah. But for me personally, I think what made it difficult was that my friend wanted to go see a movie and I told him, okay, I can, but I I don't want to owe you money again for you buying my tickets because he's a really nice dude and he'll actually pay for my tickets. So then I tell him, I'm going to pay you back on Venmo or something like that. But I had just yeah. enough money to to pay for my, my, my ticket. So it was just like, that was lucky. And what made what made what would have made the evening more perfect um, is if I got to ask a, ask a question. And uh, unfortunately, because of where I was sitting, they didn't they couldn't see me. Although I think the Aww. guy curating it, he's glanced at me for a second and then still did it. Oh, that me. jerk face. It is whatever. It's not a big you deal. You know, if it was me, I would have there. I would have been standing and making a lot of noise. And <laughs> there, there would always be that hope that they would ask the I mean, let me ask a question before they escort me out. It, it's a toss. <laughs> it's like one or the other. Yeah, um, no, ma'am, no, do you mean, please I... leave, or ma'am, would you have a question? <laughs> I freaked out because I knew they were coming, but I thought they were going to be attending the screening like while we were there, and they came at the very end of the movie. And ah. when I actually saw him in person, it's like, what the? But it was even weirder though, because like I just saw the movie with him, and it's like, okay, there's that disconnect, like the screen and then the viewer, and then him actually being there, close enough where I could touch him. It's like, what the fuck? Human, you exist in real life. I mean, yes, but it's also you know like a high profile, you know, right? You know, um. So that was, that was just insane. Like, uh, I wouldn't have even had this story to tell on the podcast had uh, circumstances know. not you know, gone differently. If things so. had been different. Well, I'm glad you had that story because now I'm like freaking jealous of you. <laughs> it's pretty freaking awesome. Yeah, I mean, again, it wasn't even going out of my way to do it. I just, it just ended up working out that way. So it's just pretty good. And that, and that is how life should be. <laughs> Plan less, succeed more. And for those of you who have bad luck, ah, sucks to be you. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, this whole country is in the middle of some bad luck right now. Ah, oh, this whole country. Are we going to talk politics or are we going to have fun? <laughs> Let's have fun because we actually, episode 64 was actually the most political show I think I've ever ever done. Who was who your guest on 64? Uh, Bobby Del Rio. Okay. He's a Canadian actor, producer, and director. I think right now he is yeah. promoting a play called oh, am I Politically Ethnic, I think is what it's called. Um, Politically Ethnic, what was that about? I don't actually know what it's about. I think, well, maybe I do, but I don't want to get the details wrong. But he's a, he was a cool dude. Um, but yeah, that's definitely the most we've ever talked about Trump. And all the, and that was even before things got, that was even before the healthcare vote. That was before people keep leaving the White House. That was before the mooch. Leaving or getting fired. You got to right, be well, getting, specific. Getting fired, some fired. people leave. Some people get fired. That's true. That's true. Uh, uh, before all that happened. So the, so technically, even though I... That was probably the most fire I ever had. Not fire, like in terms of like comments, because I still didn't get any comments on that one. So I guess I can talk about anything and no one will care. <laughs> talk about whatever. You know what? Sean and I had a really political conversation. I, oh man, I feel bad because I started that episode and I think just... 
And then you were like, I'm done. No, no, it wasn't like that. It wasn't like that. I, I'll, I'll, I'll listen back to that one because I'm, I need to listen back to Sean's whole catalog because he listened, he recently celebrated hundred episodes and, um, I, I want to catch up on everything he's been doing. Um, yeah, we gotta give Sean some love. Yeah. You didn't drop him a voicemail. What's up with that? What's up with that fool? No, I'm just kidding. No, we, we talked and then, um, we, it was so political that we ended the conversation about, um, my obsession with moleskin notebooks. That's how exciting our political discussion was. <laughs> this is a true statement. I think I went off on a 30 minute tirade about Broskin. I mean, Broskin. Uh, I don't know why I just said bra. Moleskin. Don't know where my head is. Edit that one out. <laughs> Do you really want me to do that? Uh, no, you can leave that in. <laughs> Talking is hard. I've accepted it that. It can be very difficult. I don't know how I'm how, how I'm how I'm currently doing this right now. I don't know how you're currently doing this either. <laughs> but kudos to you for that. Uh, thank you so much. Um, yeah, let's talk a little bit about that because I I fucking get it though. Especially when I have like I used to have like a moleskin notebook was like a tiny little ones like the pocket <gasps> ones. So amazing! I'm so <sighs> obsessed with them. I'm going to be known as the Moleskin podcaster. They're like, would you like to have Andrea on your show? I don't know. Are we going to talk about Moleskin notebooks? <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's going to end up being. And I'm like, ah, oh, dang it. I'm just going to literally be known as the Moleskin lady. I think it'll be fine. I mean, I'm... but like, what, 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 do you, what, do you, what do you like about Moleskin notebooks? Um, I'm old school. I like to write things and... Um, I, I have my phone. I have like an iPhone 7, whatever the newest one is. Um, <laughs> and I hate it. I hate I hate technology in the sense that like I'm so old school. I like I love books. I never got a Kindle. Yeah. I um, I love I'm, I'm so nerdy. I love I, I go to like bookstores and I will buy ran, five random books and they'll sit on my shelf and I'll read them in like three days. Um <laughs> No, it's really not three days. I'm too busy for that. But um, I love a good book. And then I think, I don't remember when I got my first moleskin, um, but I got it at some point in college. And <laughs> I don't even know. I'm talking about this. I can't believe we're talking about this. <laughs> and I just, I love being able to write things. I don't know. It takes me back to like Walt Whitman time, like being able to write notes. And like, I like, I think of like the um, voyagers who came over, like the pilgrims who came over here from Europe. And we talk about like their diaries that they wrote in. Right. And I'm like, that is so cool. And I just want people when I'm not rich and famous and dead, people are like, <laughs> look at Andrea's diary. She went to the dentist on Wednesday, September 11th, 2003. <laughs> and I want them to know something about that. I don't um, know why not. you went with that particular date, unless that's actually when you went to the dentist. I actually have no September seventh, two thousand three. I have no <laughs> idea what I was doing. It. Um, no, I don't know. It's just it's something about being able to write. And I'm not gonna lie, the paper's nice. I get no. I totally get that. When you write on it, it's soft. <laughs> and I got really. And the reason the moleskin conversation came up with Sean was because I had literally just like a week or two been before been into was in New York. And visited nice. a brick and mortar moleskin, and I had never been to a moleskin store. I literally just bought all my stuff from Barnes and Noble, <laughs> so <laughs> I was geeking out and was really excited that I'd literally been into one of their real stores. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, out there in the podcast world where technology is key, please make fun of me. 
uh, um, that wasn't my words; those were hers. So don't don't blame don't blame me on that. I, I've given you permission to make fun of me. <laughs> my, I shouldn't mention her name because she actually listens to this podcast. I won't her by name, but she wanted me to make her to, to to get to make her an appointment to the dentist. But she said, "Okay, you have to be mean about it, so I'll make sure I do it." And it's like I can't. It's not in my character to be mean unless someone's being mean back to me or if they're like my brother. No, you know what? Do you know what you do for what? stuff like that? Right, what do you do? Like what do you do? making appointments, like doctor's appointments or dentist appointments where they're like, please do not eat 12 hours before. You make that appointment at like 5 p.m. So mm-hmm. they've missed like breakfast, lunch, and they're verging on starvation for dinner and they can't eat. That's the worst. Have you ever, I mean, I've gone to the doctor where they're like, I'm sorry, you cannot eat for 12 hours. We have to do tests. And then they're like, how does 4.30 p.m. sound? And I'm like, are you kidding me? So you want me to get up at 4 o'clock in the morning and stuff my face knowing that I can't eat for the next 12 hours? <laughs> like, no, dear God, please give me a 6 a.m. like appointment. Please. Oh, God, but that would be such a... Well, there's, like a mo- there's that moment in The Simpsons, I think, when Homer is... Uh, I think he's going to do a hunger strike. But I think... <laughs> I don't know what it was. Like, he just looks everywhere. No, no, he's at a stadium. Because he's been chained to a to a pole for like nine days protesting, and he's somehow I don't know how, but he can see people in the stadium <laughs> ordering a bunch of meals, like there's like hot dogs, nachos, and then someone just says, "Duck, order your, <laughs> your roasted duck." Oh and, gosh! And then it's just like it just cuts to people eating, and you can hear the the chewing noises. Like, oh, that's just, so evil! Yeah. Uh, so I guess that's, that's kind of what I'm that the worst be. when it comes to food. I have to eat often. Uh, you know, it's funny. Like I'm one of those people um, who has food everywhere, and I think also like. What do you mean work- by that? Do you mean you hide <laughs> like, you hide food? Like no, no, no. Okay, so I don't hide the food. I the thing is, is I actually. I mean, I'm a healthy person, and I think I also work out really hard. So. I'm respecting the fact that oftentimes after a six mile run, I'm going to be low on blood sugar. Right. Um, but my days are so crazy. Hence why it's taken us 10 times to schedule this podcast. <laughs> um, I often miss meals even though I work out. And really? so, no, I have like, I have granola bars in my backpack. I have granola bars in my desk drawers. I have granola bars in the glove compartment of my car. Um, I have them everywhere. Like there's just random food. Like I was, <laughs> I was driving one day and I was like really, really hungry. And I had someone in the car with me and I was like, gosh, I'm really hungry, but we don't have time to pull over. And they're like, well, I don't have anything. I was like, um, look in the glove compartment <laughs> under the car insurance. There should be a bag of nuts. And they're like digging through it. And they're like, oh, I'm sorry, you're out of nuts, but there's gummy bears in here. And I'm like, deal, that'll work. Um, and I think they were stale, but, <laughs> um, that's me. So, yeah, I like food. <laughs> that's, that's fine. What kind of what's what's your what's your favorite food? What is my go-to? Oh, it's yeah, the your worst. go-to meal. It, the go-to is like fettuccine alfredo pasta. Fuck yes. Uh, I like when in doubt pasta, Italian food. I just carb carb load like crazy, and this has nothing to do with working out. This is just literally because I like to eat food. Um, <laughs> Italian restaurants. Anytime it's my birthday, and people are like, "What do you want to eat?" and I'm like, "Can we go to an Italian restaurant?" Um, and I like carb load. I love bread and butter. Like I made, here's the fun story. So I lived in Boston and, um, Oh wow. When did you live in Boston? I lived in Boston a long time ago. When did I live in Boston? It was 2006 through like 2010. 
I lived there for four years. Wow. Um, I went to grad school there. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, and my now husband, but at the time, uh, boyfriend, we he wanted to take me out on a date, and he uh, uh, he was like, "Well, there's this awesome Italian restaurant on the uh, not the north end. No, it was like where was it? It was like near. Um, it's been so long since I've lived there. Um, it was near uh, Beacon Hill. Okay. And it was one of those, you know, because like Boston or New York or whatever, they're like ten top." 10 tabletops and that's it. Right. You know, like kind of places. And so I called them up and I, no, I, I didn't call them up. But I said, well, I'll go there only if they serve bread before the meal. <laughs> <laughs> like that, that's how I dine out. So I have my husband, boyfriend at the time, calling this restaurant going, um, do you serve bread before the meal? <laughs> and they said, yes, they do. And so he tells me, I was like, okay, cool. So we walk down the street to this restaurant and we walk in and we tell them who we are and we sit down. And like, again, it's literally 10 tables in there and they sit down and, um, I was like, Oh cool. So what kind of bread do you guys serve? And the waitress got this look on her face like, Oh, you're that person. <laughs> you guys called before you came here to see if you got free bread. And I was like, yeah. And she was like, it's ciabatta. I was like, deal, bring some olive oil and vinegar. We're in. Uh, so, that our little is how I eat. If I could eat bread and pasta for every meal, I would. <laughs> What's preventing you from doing that other than the obvious health? Uh, my pantry running out of it, of course. <laughs> That's the only thing that prevents me from eating pasta is not having enough of it. <laughs> you ever want, like, I mean, if you're, if you're like that obsessed with that kind of stuff like have you ever, ever thought about like making your own pasta making your own bread i have never thought about it because it takes too much time um but i have had homemade pasta and it is to die for Ooh. my friend Mackenzie used to make it in boston and she you know like would make it like you know like hangs it over like the little hanger and everything and it's so good my problem is, is i love that idea i love the idea of cooking i love the idea of making from scratch and i do the best that i can but i also love the idea of eating as soon as i'm hungry <laughs> <laughs> So there's a problem in that. <laughs> yeah, there's um, um, yeah, there's many occasions thinking when I was an undergrad that um, well, this isn't quite the same, but like just sometimes your mouth just just craves like a certain type of taste. And it does. And I think even though it was like midnight or something, I just I just want some soda right now, like some sugary fruit soda. I don't care what it is, just something that like it just like oh, just the taste it just. It's, I know, right? Um, then a couple of, I think, I think this one time, I think, um, it was like the first time I visited my, the school that I went to, um, and it was like nine o'clock and I had never been in this area before, so I didn't know where anything was. So I kind of yeah. just, and this is dangerous. Don't, I don't recommend anyone doing this. I could have been mugged. I just kind of <laughs> wandered into the streets. Um, it was kind of like pitch dark. And you kind of just walked around and looked for a place <laughs> to eat. And oh um, I went to this place called Rascal House, and uh, I ordered like a sandwich. I think I hadn't eaten like on my flight, or I just had like the soda and crackers. And I had anything else, so I hadn't eaten for about, or I hadn't eaten something substantial for about like a couple hours. So that sandwich I had was maybe the tastiest sandwich I've ever had in my whole life. It just oh wow, like like not like obviously like first world problems like oh you couldn't eat it during a flight. Well at least you could fly. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. 
that's not I'm not denying that at all. <laughs> just, just I just I don't know. It's, it's just um just to imagine that that was my college experience, which is not like really the start of it, but just like just visiting though, like just to see if I even wanted to go to this fucking place, <laughs> and I starved myself nearly to death. And then thankfully I actually met some people. They were playing volleyball, and I never got to talk to them again, which kind of sucked, but they were really friendly. And then um, apparently I didn't know this because I kind of just they kind of just put me in a room, but I didn't apparently comforters and things like that. That's extra, and I really? didn't pay for that stuff. So I slept on a flat mattress covered with nothing, and I t- <laughs> I pretty much took all my clothes. Not all my clothes off because I still was a little ashamed of my penis. So I, I just kept my boxers on. It's it. It happens. <laughs> and uh, I, my, my backpack was my pillow. <laughs> oh, my. You know, that's kind of like, what is it? Like flying um, Spirit Airlines. You're, you're, like you spend, your, you spend your, your life trying to go, I don't know. What do I need to exist? At a, yeah, it's ridiculous. That was the one of the worst experiences I've ever had with, any, with Air, the airline. By far. Ugh. It's awful, and you're just like, really, do I need to pay, like, for every, like, I'm sorry, you'd like to use the restroom with two slices of toilet paper? That'll be an extra $35. <laughs> and you're just I'm sorry, I didn't plan my eating before this. <laughs> you know, you're like, I need two slices. Maybe you should make it, like, four-ply instead of one-ply. I don't know. <laughs> These are the issues I have on airplanes. Yes, I am not just, you know... Riding the flights, riding the airs. It's all about like my uh, intestinal satisfaction. <laughs> well, I mean, you also think about, and I mean, it happens so often. People have stories about it, like the the Mile High Club. How many? Okay. How much semen and well, whatever. You, Arlo, are you part of the Mile High Club? I no, I'm a virgin. <gasps> are you? Is this is this your dark secret, or have you announced this multiple times? Uh, on technically, your I announced it in the future. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? You announced it in the future. I'm confused. In the in the future episode, though I've already recorded it, so that's that's why that's so weird. Oh, statement. so we got the sneak peek on our little sexual life. By the way, guys, non-existent. Just so you know, life. in the future, you'll find out that he's a virgin. For now, we'll just pretend <laughs> he didn't say that. We'll just assume that our little has amazing sexual experiences until we get to that podcast. And then we'll know. I mean, I could talk about... I didn't really talk about this because I didn't want to freak the guest out. But I could talk about like, all the weird shit but I've done. But for me, we can freak me out. I don't know why. I just... I mean, it's the wine. I just only feel really comfortable. I'm just kidding. We don't have to talk about it. It's just you the wine. To, it's not the fact that, that Andrea is cool. It's the fact that Arlil has become libated. <laughs> I don't know. We can talk about anything you want, Arlil. Would you like... We could do this like a therapy do you session. Want me, do you want me to talk Arlil, about the most fucked up you? experience I've had masturbating? Of course. Are you sure? Um, there was no delay in my response. In fact, I'm pretty <laughs> sure I jumped your answer. All right. I didn't even talk about this on the future episode, <laughs> which you'll find right. out what it Good. is when I'm it comes out. I'm getting the 411, out. the dirty secret. But See, this is a now story. we've switched the thing. Now I'm interviewing you. <laughs> you did that on You did that on our on our recording as well, the previous one. I'm, I've got great skills with that. Oh, no, no, that was Zach. That was Zach who did that, and then you were the one who mentioned I think now we're interviewing our little now. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> and that's how it should be. All right. This will probably be a perfect way to lead into the break. So we'll good, good long story, and then we'll take a break. All right. This is something I've never, ever admitted before, but here we go. All right. So um, how so how long have you been playing video games? Wait, sorry, what? How long have you been playing video games? Um, well, I've been playing them all my life. 
So, I mean, I've played so you know Tetris about all, all the, the consoles that have released, like, you know, the NES, SNES, GameCube, and those are just Nintendo consoles. PlayStation 2, those kind of consoles? Uh, too much. Um, oh, sorry. I have an Xbox. Um, right, and right. Nintendo. Okay. <laughs> <It's a little laughs> <vague>. Because <laughs> I know, like, fucking, like, Xbox just announced the Xbox One X. I was like... Uh, I have the Xbox oh. 360. Oh, you haven't upgraded. You haven't. Um, you haven't upgraded to the to the current gen systems yet. Uh, no, I'm lazy and poor. <laughs> okay, no, the poor thing I 100 percent understand. Lazy though, I mean. Ah, I'm getting judgment from Arlo. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm feeling judgment. I'm just. I'm kidding. I'm. I'm just kidding. Um, Don't anyway. judge me. I'm not judging you, Andre. I'm feeling judgment. You know what? You can judge me we after I finish about, my story. I thought we were going to talk about your masturbating story, not about Andrea's lack of purchasing <laughs> upgraded Nintendo equipment. Okay, you're right. You're right. Okay, so the, the whole point of me saying that is that this is for a while, and I'm, this is going to get super. It's going to be equally geeky and fucking disgusting. Done. <laughs> I can't believe I'm talking about this. All right, so for a while, uh, wrestling games were kind of synonymous with Nintendo consoles, but for I think I think in the I don't. I wouldn't call it the polygonal, not polygonal, because technically there was polygons in the PlayStation Saturn genre. But after that genre, with the PlayStation Two, the original Xbox, and the GameCube, that's when there was more of an emphasis on like 3D polygonal gaming kind of things. So the wrestling games were exclusively on PlayStation Two and Xbox consoles. They had never, they hadn't been on the Nintendo console, or the good ones, or at least the the more the more prestigious ones, prestigious quotation mark quotation mark, were hadn't been on the GameCube console, hadn't been on the GameCube. So finally, in 2004, I think like three years after the GameCube even came out, I'm telling you, Andrea, this is super fucking geeky. I'm telling you, because um, I always just like to talk about the most random shit. Um, well, you have had Zach Reynolds of Digiwets on your podcast what <laughs> ten times. You're definitely geeky. Five, six, six five times, times. Sorry, six, six times. The number keeps changing. Five I can't times recorded, up. but then we had to split our Zelda episode to a two-parter because we talked so much about Zelda One. Uh. So, because anyway. you went like hardcore nerd. We did no, totally, totally. I don't, I don't even regret that recording. I think the Sonic one, I was a little like eh, Sonic people. Some people don't even like Sonic, but Zelda's like, no, I, we're gonna go all in with Zelda. And tomorrow <laughs> we're, we're recording an episode about role playing games. So fucking go even geek. Zach will probably take over that one because I, he'll probably talk about Chrono Trigger, which is fine. I love that game, so I'll finally talking about that. But he'll probably just talk only about Chrono Trigger for the first segment. It's like, dude, I, we we need to talk about more stuff than just Chrono Trigger. Yep, that sounds exact. <laughs> All right, so, so the yeah, where finally... were we? You were geeky and masturbating. Wait, that's not it, right? That's, well, that's a conclusion of the story, but we're we're, we're getting to that. <laughs> so, so, the GameCube finally got their wrestling game called WWE Day of Reckoning. And, God. So, the the that game has a character creator, and you can create <laughs> female wrestlers. Nice. So, <laughs> So, I created my entourage of female competitors. Female competitors or female companions? Companions. Both. Let's say both. Both. Pretty people that you could look at. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so, I know where we're going with this. Oh, it's going to get really bad. I'm, I'm not, like, you might think, oh, I see where this is going. It's like, no, you have no idea. So, what's even more fucked up, though, is that my brother also played the game, and we had the same memory card. So, when he would choose his oh, character that he created, no. he would see the women, and he wouldn't think anything of it. He'd just, oh, okay, all right. And he's, like, fucking 10 years old, I think. Sorry. You think you don't know you've only lived with him as long as he's been alive? No, 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 I mean, nine. He would have been nine. 
None. None. He was young. None. He wouldn't have known about any of this. That's that's my point. That was my point. Ah, uh, I see, I see. So he kind of just like glossed it over. He's like, I'm going to choose my character. So, so what I would do when he was asleep, sometimes I would... <laughs> oh, my God. I can't believe you're telling me this. I'm so glad you are. And the rest of your listeners. Yeah, no, now everyone knows this. Well, 69 is a dirty episode, but this is still pretty fucking dirty, too. So I would make... I would pose them. Like, I would customize their movesets so they would like only have submission moves <laughs> so that oh! they can be in salacious positions nice and what's so embarrassing about this is how I got turned on like because like this is at the time we had flip phones not even like phones like this but like flip phones with had sh- really shitty cameras somehow I would still be able to jerk it off to like flip flown camera <laughs> Flip flown, especially flip flowns. I've never heard of a flip flown, but I'm sure it's jerk offable. Oh, flip, flip. I'm already slurring. Flip flown. <laughs> wine more, wine more. All right, all right. I'm going to finish this glass of wine. Finish it. Down it. Down. And you've already told an embarrassing story. I don't know where we're going to go from here. Uh, I don't know either, but I'm kind of happy where I'm, I'm talking about this finally. <laughs> So, You're getting it off your chest. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now it's like, okay, got that out of my buck list. Now I. <laughs> I have nothing left to say about anything anymore. <laughs> this is beautiful. Um. So, yeah, so somehow I would jerk off. Somehow. But to, like, if I could look at these pictures, like, how the fuck did I ever? I think it's just because when you're a teenager, I guess probably 14 at the time, you don't okay. care. You, you just, you just, something that's even slightly sensual or sensuous, it just doesn't even, doesn't occur to you. You're just like, I don't care. I'll fuck, I'll, I'll, I'll masturbate to this. I don't care. Um, you're like, I'm desperate. <laughs> exactly. I mean, and no one in high school and middle school was interested in me, so that was probably a contributing factor to that, too. Um, Usually what masturbating means. <laughs> I, yes. There's another story behind that, but I'm... I, I, uh, maybe I will talk about that after. Uh, you know what? <laughs> fuck it. Let's that, it right that, now. That I masturbated in the back of my school bus. <laughs> and someone caught me once. There you go. Not the bus driver, <laughs> just someone who... <laughs> just a random up and just, What are you doing? It's like, nothing... What <laughs> like, I don't know. What would you call what I'm doing? Like, turn the circles on. No, she on the... knew. She I knew. Know, but how this would is you actually like to define this. This is before Please I even knew say. what the. I, this was before I knew what masturbating was. She said, "Do you masturbate?" And I didn't know what that was. I actually didn't know what that was. So I kind of like, said, "No, this is just my hand on my dick. What is masturbating? <laughs> to tell. Is this something I should partake in?" Uh, man. Okay. Well, now that's out of the bag. Okay. Here we go. Okay, because this is this is honestly like that's something. But like, we still haven't gotten to the best part of the story. Not yet, no. So, okay, so already we have this incredibly <laughs> bizarre thing of me taking pictures with flip phones and somehow being able to jerk off to those pictures. One night, for some reason, I just decided, all right, we're going to do a ladder match. I don't know why. I think I, this is when I was trying to figure out, like, what's the best way of doing this so I can get the best camera angles. Oh, my. Oh, yes, I was a very, very uh, precocious little child. Uh, I don't even call myself a child, teenager. So like, teenager. Well, I wasn't Let's bad say math- teenager just so we don't get illegalized. <laughs> yes, exactly. So I wasn't bad math and my parents were being like a dick who would, you know, like go to parties. Like, oh, I'm just gonna go partying and drink and I just masturbated a lot. Well, you know, that doesn't make you that undifferent from the rest of the world. Also true. Also true. So, um, they, I had my competitors in the ladder match and this is before I figured out how to make it properly. But their, 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 their outfits were so sensuous to me though. Because you designed them. Because I designed them. Um, that I, I got to make their poses the way I normally would do. But I figured, you know what, I'm not going to wait or I'm not going to 
I'm just going to jerk off right then and there. Uh, and I... <laughs> I came right into my underwear. <gasps> oh! Um, but then... <laughs> but that... But wait, there's more. But I didn't... And I probably... This is where it's like I'm kind of. This is where I'm. This is where it's in, it becomes an embarrassing story. Probably that some of that cum like stuck to the seat or something. And I didn't clean it up. It probably just dried. Ah, uh, uh, our Lil. I, I was. I, I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. Okay. I didn't know what I was do, doing. do go on. So there was leftovers. There was leftovers. And I thought, okay, I feel kind of dirty. Okay, this is kind of disgusting. This is kind of nasty. But I. <laughs> so of course I changed into a different pair of underwear, and then they came into that pair. Just, you came twice. I came twice. Wow, those ladies you designed were really pretty. They I guess probably were not. They probably were not. Um, <laughs> is there more? Like, this is all while my brother was like asleep. He was somehow asleep the whole time, but yet the, the TV how wasn't blaring. Like I had the, from you. I had the audio off, I think. But but how close was he to you? Oh, not that close. Like he was still okay. Like, he, but he's in the same room with me. That's just what kind of makes it fucked up. He was in the same room. Asleep. I can't okay. tell if you're yawning or if you're just like, what? That is a what? <laughs> that is a what? Uh, so, is, this, um, is there more or is that it? No, that's it. <gasps> oh, I, I, so I, wait. I, I, but what happened to the stuff that you left on the chair? I, it must have dried off or I don't know. Maybe ah, I, maybe. You don't even know. Eventually we threw out that chair, I think. Not even because of that. I think we just threw it out because it was old. But is your for, mom within hearing distance of this? Does she know this story? She cannot speak English, so she doesn't know. She doesn't know what I'm talking. <gasps> so Arlo's like, I will tell my deepest, darkest secret. <laughs> I don't so, know yeah. if that's daring or shady as shit. Like you're like, I'll tell you, but mom will never know. I mean, she knows. She, we talked about it once when we were really um, close. Not that particular instance, but I think I just again had a boner. It's just a commercial on TV. Tried to get it off, and she caught me. So we had to talk about it. So she knows. This thing that your dick does. <laughs> not quite normal, but no. normal enough. No, it's not. But um, yeah, no, that, 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 the only normal. reason. I, I, you know what? I'm sorry. I'm one of those people that like, why is, I mean, it is. Getting a boner is 100% normal, but we act like it's not. But it is. No, it is normal, but it's like. It's like the politeness of it, like you know. It's like the, the circumstances PC of... around your dick. How PC is our little's dick? No, and it would appear not very PC. It, I don't think it's very. Uh, <laughs> it's not very. Uh, I don't know what word I'm thinking about. So Just, it's, very... it's PC. Your our little, your dick's not PC. Just accept it. It's not PC. No, it doesn't. It doesn't, <laughs> care. <laughs> it doesn't care. It's got a mind of its own, and it's like fuck you guys. <laughs> And you're like, no, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that was like the most embarrassing masturbating story I have. I love it. I love your masturbating I think story. it's just because of how young I was and how, like, it was really at that point where I wouldn't care where. I, I, like, I jerked off in the back of the school bus. I jerked off in the library. Not joking. Jerked off in the library. Jerked off at a CVS I think pharmacy. people had sex in the library. You didn't quite go far enough. No. I mean, come on, Arlil. You're no, not that, that cool. I guess what makes it a little better, though, is that this the library was, like, the library of my private school. Oh, even better. Exactly. Exactly. What we're saying is that Arlil has a masturbating problem. Enjoy. Uh, I've, 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 I've gotten it under control now. I, 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 
I'm not talking about that. When someone catches you and they're like, do you know what masturbating is? You're like, yes, actually, I do. Well, now, if, if I was caught, then I would say, yes, I know what it, I know, I know what it is I'm doing. I just, I, just hasn't, I just haven't done it in a while, so I just have to get it out there. Oh, that's a lie. I haven't done it in a while. Bullshit. Fine, I did it yesterday. Fine. Thank you. Thank you. Let's be honest here. All I right. mean, this is technology. We're all miles apart. We can be an honest bunch. <laughs> All right, uh, let's take a break. And on that note, we'll and be back. And on that note, uh, let's take a break. <laughs> when we come back, whatever. more of whatever this is meant to be. I don't know what this is. More with Andrew. <laughs> oh, um, uh, yay! All right, we'll be right back, everybody. All right, peace out. Whatever. This chick comes up to me and she's all like, hey, aren't you that dude? I'm like, yeah, whatever. So later, I'm, I'm at the pool hall and this girl comes up and she's all like, uh, and I'm like, yeah, whatever. Because this is my United States of whatever. And this is my United States of whatever. And this is my United States of whatever. And then it's 3 a.m. I'm on the corner wearing my leather. This dude comes up and he's like, hey, punk. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Then I'm throwing dice in the alley. Officer Leroy comes up and he's like, hey, I thought I told you. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. And we're back. Uh, taking us back in is United States of whatever. By Liam Lynch. Was, uh, interesting choice you got there, Andrea. Well, just like to keep you on your toes. I mean, I wouldn't want to do the same, like, you know, Justin Bieber, Rihanna thing that everybody else does. Uh, I don't think they've ever been on the show, actually. Well, then, I mean, oh. personally, that would be something. But, <laughs> like, musically, they have no one's ever joking. Well, this so. is sad. We should fix that. <laughs> <laughs> but instead, we're going to listen to the United States of whatever. Yeah, I... I <laughs> It's just so. It's like a. It's like a kind of like like a parody of punk, just because it has the same vocal intonations, but then it's like, yeah, what about what Whatever. Maybe it's like legit and shit, and you're like yeah. totally judging it. Alright. Alright. First impressions. That's my first impression. And that's the only way we should roll. <laughs> um. All right. So I. Oh, man, I don't know how to get back into it, but. So here's here's what I was thinking. Let's let's teleport back to to like May of 26 2016. After we after we did our interview and then after I took a No, I think I actually did, I think I did upload it that same week. I'm pretty sure. Like after we recorded it, I think that that same week I uploaded it. Cool. But that was like before I even had like the crazy weekly schedule I have now. But sure. for, for, that's just me trying to remind myself of where all that was. So cuz Andrea and I haven't like we've been trying to set this up for a while, but I so so um, yeah. Let's go all the way back to May when the series May. first finally. No, no, no. The series didn't come out until June. Uh, July. 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 Okay. Um, I think it was like July fifth or sixth. July fifth or sixth. Okay. So yeah, let's go back to July to that to that time when the fe- the series first came out. Like what? 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 What, what was some of your like, were you worried about the release at all? Were you excited that it was finally out and it was finally finished? Um, um 
Many thoughts. Um, I don't know. I, it's you know, it's hard because I was wearing so many hats in the web series. Um, I produced it. I wrote it. I acted in it. I edited in it. I marketed it. So I think when it finally went out, I was just like, dear God, thank goodness. Um, I think it was nerve wracking, though. Like because of having worn so many hats, I think I saw too much. And I kind of wish that I like could have seen it with fresh eyes, like everybody else, like even you, know, the actors, like even Zach, who mostly just acted in it, um, right. he got to just see it as it was. Whereas, like even when I watched an episode, I was seeing like, "Gotta raise five thousand dollars! I've got to market this on radio tomorrow," you know, instead of just watching the episode. Um, but I'm so excited for it. It was so much fun. I um, Doing a web series is so hard, and I don't think people realize that. And they kind of expect your web series to be like freaking amazing, like Netflix, Amazon Prime style. But like, unless you have the money, it's really hard to do that. And yep. so, um, yeah. yeah, people just don't get what money means to things. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I mean, it was it was cool to see it actually on screen, even though I'd been seeing it on screen for the past month because I'd been editing it. Um, it still was kind of cool to like see it with everybody else and um, watch it in the theaters, which was fun. Oh, you had a you had a screening in Utah? We did. We had a screening of the first, um, I think it was the first three episodes. Wow. What was, what was that like? It was fun. It was really awesome. We uh, did it at this local theater called Brewbies, um, which is kind of like a bar theater um, where you can like drink beer, eat food and um, watch things. Um, so it was actually a lot of fun to be in the theater, but I think I also was like in the back of the room, like being all weird and awkward and like wiggly and like, oh my gosh, there's the faces on screen. Oh my gosh, are people going to laugh or aren't they? You know, I think it's easier when like people just watch it on YouTube because you can't know what their reaction is, good or bad. Other than the comments. Right. Uh, but it was good. People had so much fun and people were excited to see it on, you know, on the screen. And I think... The best part was is when I had so many like local directors and other actors who were like, I want to do season two. And I'm like, you find me the money and we'll do it. <laughs> um, but I still took it as a compliment, which was nice. So was that the first time you, you had a chance to screen something for an audience? Uh, no, I did a short film previously. Um, and well, actually in the short film, I, it was an affair. And so actually um, I like... It, I think the web series was different because it was more people involved, whereas the short film was like a very, very thin crew. Mm -hmm. So is it like a really like even more low budget production than what you, you again web series, web series was? <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Way lower budget. In fact, um, the short film that I did, nobody was paid anything. It was just wow. a bunch of friends getting together, seeing if we could do something, if we could tell a story on film. Huh, interesting. Um I mean, what do you what do you think about that? Because uh, this is something that I've had trouble with because I, I'm trying to get into the film industry right now, and I've, I've, I've been a lot of opportunities I've turned down because they're unpaid, and I think this is kind of this is kind of out of necessity. But like, what do you what do you think about unpaid productions? What do you think? Do you think do you think at a certain point is it should it be acceptable kind of to build up your portfolio, and at some point it's not as acceptable? I, what, do, what do you think about that? Um, I think the thing. Unpaid, if everybody agrees to do a passion project, and I think there are a couple different ways things are looked at. A passion project is where a bunch of people get together because they want to tell a story. Because here's the thing. This is how I kind of describe it. If you're a painter, all you need is your paintbrush, 
paints and uh, canvas, and then you can create your art. But if you're doing film, you need so many different people who are specialized in everything, and it can't just be one person with a canvas. Um, so I think I think if you're up front and you're like, hey, let's create a film, and this is just something we're gonna show people or something that we want to send to festivals, that's awesome. I think where the line gets grayed and skewed is when there is one per person who is benefiting financially from a project and mm -hmm. everybody else isn't. Yeah. Um, and I think that's where the line is great. And so, and in the end you can always not do unpaid projects, you know, like that's kind of up to the cast and crew. Um, so, um, yeah, I would say it's, it's really kind of up to whoever, um, is involved as long as like people are up front at the beginning. Yeah. I mean, I, I, it's not—it's not like I've been hoodwinked by some some, but I just when I hear that the only thing like they compensate for is like travel and food and just that's. I, I, I think that's hard because like there, yeah, that's a hard thing because like if you're not making money on it and then people are expecting you to still pay them, that's coming out of your pocket. Like that's you're not benefiting or anything, and so I think it's just a respect. It's it's whoever you're with and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. So that's how I would say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's um I don't know it's 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 been weird. I mean, I've gotten a lot of pressure from my mom to get a different job, and it's like I'm not like it's not, it's not like I'm not trying, but I, I need something in at, film related. It doesn't have to be like a production assistant. I could do like office assistant or something like that. It's I don't know. It's just, it's just, I, my, daughter, my mom's difficult to convince about certain things, so it's been a very. I mean, I mean. There's enough difficulty just graduating from fucking college, and now I'm graduating. Yay! I'm, but now, like, I'm stuck in this situation. So it's been. Eh. No, jobs are hard, and especially in the film industry, or just like, just in like the creative industry at all, it's really hard because, like, you know, at the bottom, a lot of stuff is for free, and then a lot of stuff is for very little pay, and then all of a sudden, you make money. So it's, it's difficult. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a gradual thing. Like, it's not like immediately you get paid. Although my fucking I love this guy. He's been on the show twice. This motherfucker who graduated from grad school, he's going to be working at Google. He's making enough money that he can have like a nice, decent apartment. So, but like, the first thing he does when he graduates is he'll be working at Google. So it's like, yeah, you know, not everyone has that story. Not everybody has that right place at the right time. I mean, like, it's the same thing for acting. Like, some people just seem to be in the right place at the right time, you know? So, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, I mean, there's like, with, Harrison Ford, like he was just a carpenter and just working on the set of Star. Or not, yeah, like, and talk they, about luck. Yeah, I wish I was a carpenter. <laughs> like seriously. So yeah, um, in, in terms of acting, um, no, I don't. I don't remember my question. So fuck it. <laughs> fuck no, it. Okay, I'm gonna uh, drink some wine. Do some wine and then come up with another question. Right. Because you're currently are working at the, I, for, oh, I ever forgot the name of it. You're working for a magazine. Yes, I am working for a magazine. But that Mag was something that kind of caught me by surprise. I think in the conversation we had uh, a while ago, that never really came up. Acting came up, like you wanting to be in the CIA came up, but not really writing or like that kind of writing. So I guess was that was that kind of in that same way of that trajectory of just what what am I looking for? What do I want to do? Is that kind of how you kind of fell upon that? That gig? Um, well, I mean, I always wanted to be an actor, I think. In high school, I was pursuing acting as well as trumpet, actually. I wanted to be a trumpet performance major. Oh, nice. Yeah, I've always been major? a bit of a... Yeah, I've always been a bit of a stage monger. 
I like to perform. <laughs> um, but it was kind of one of those things is like what makes money, what doesn't make money. And, you know, I did a lot of, I dabbled in a lot of things that were theater esque, like writing or being a, you know, studying literature or, you know, going into the FBI or journalism. It was kind of like all around the, the idea. FBI, I apologize. I get those mixed up. FBI, CIA, it was whatever. It was like being a spy. <laughs> it was like acting for the government. Um, right. So, yeah. Right. So anyways, um, yeah, it was just kind of part of it. And I mean, ultimately, I think in my gut, I've always wanted to be an actor and performer and involved on stage or in the film industry or whatever, you know? Yeah. Uh, Walker. Okay, question. Um, I'll ask myself a question. Um, <laughs> do you prefer stage or film, Andrea? <laughs> I don't know. I had a friend <laughs> ask me that the other day. Um, I prefer stage. I do. It doesn't make as much money, nor does it come with the same like notoriety. But huh. I enjoy performing for an audience where I can like get their instant reaction, yeah. whether it's whether it's a drama or a comedy. I was just involved in a play a couple weeks ago. And it was more of an abstract play, but it had to deal with like online dating and modern relationships and oh. all that kind of stuff. And it was actually really interesting because even though people didn't loudly vocalize anything, you could get their, huh, mm, yeah, ah, uh, like you could get that sensation coming <laughs> from them as they were like uh, connecting and um, realizing that either they or someone they knew has been through a lot of the stuff that we've gone through, um, yeah. that we were, we've gone through on stage, like what yeah. we were talking about. And so that was actually really cool. And then you get to the end. And the other thing is too, like as much as you try to not make eye contact with the audience, you do see the audience and you can see them reacting. And it's actually really cool when they, um, you can see them happy or sad or, you know, like noticing what you're saying and reacting to it. And there's something like goosebumpy about that. And I love that. Um, film and television is really cool because you do have access to tell a story in so many different ways and it is neat and it pays more and it takes less time. <laughs> so there is something fun about that as well. Yeah, no, I was just thinking that there's a, there's a commitment to not just like being with the group of actors you're going to be working with, but like memorizing the script and not forgetting your lines and uh, yeah. remembering your blocking and... Well, the theater gym's going to throw out here. Because I took a theater class. <laughs> I have to tell everyone that. You know, just there's a lot of things to keep in mind. A lot of coordination has to keep, be kept kept in mind. And, and then, of course, the obligation of, like, doing the play for however long you have to be. Well, you know, it, it is funny because I, I don't know. And I'm not going to say one is good, better, worse, whatever. It's just different. Stage and film are just different. It's like telling the same story. One just happens to be live and the other one not. Um right. And I, you know, I sometimes wonder if we had the same sort of preparation for a film or television show that we did for stage, because we do, like, we do like a month and a half of rehearsals for stage. Um, but that being said, when you're doing film and television, you can do multiple takes. And so right. I think that's where the difference lies in, is that if you're on stage, if you had multiple ways to say a line you probably wouldn't need two months for rehearsal. Um, yeah. And so I think that's where it is, is that um, the hope is that for a two-hour play, you are innately ingrained in this persona so much so that 
you don't need takes because you are just that person. Whereas right. like for film and television, you do have the ability to try it different ways. You have the ability to have a director and other actors like telling you stuff, you know, visually and acting wise that might alter what you do in six takes. I mean, like Charlie Chaplin, granted that was a long time ago, would sometimes do like 60 takes of one scene. And sometimes <laughs> yeah. it had to do with the stuff that he did, you know, the, um, the stunts that he did. And sometimes it would seriously just be the acting. And you can't do that on stage <laughs> because could you imagine like 60 sitting takes. through 60 takes of every line that you watch on stage? It would be like a 10 hour play. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. It's, it's just, it's definitely different and it's got its purse on both sides. Um, I just, I don't know. It's kind of fun to like spend a month with your cast and to really get to know them both acting wise and personally wise. And then when you get to perform for an audience and you really get that instant reaction versus just hearing about it in a review for like a film or television is right. a pretty cool, a cool thing. Um, so, so, um, in terms of the productions you've, you've been in, um, have you, have they been in like in the same area of the, the same theater company or you've, you've worked all like, in other places in Utah? Uh, it's varied a lot. Um, I've worked with Salt Lake, Act oh, I've worked with, worked with Salt Lake Acting Company, Utah Rep. Um, I have an upcoming production with, uh, Pygmalion Productions. Oh, very um, cool. Yeah, so I've worked with several different ones, and it's been awesome and fun. And um, there's there's some great theater out there um, in Salt Lake, and I I'm kind of gearing up to um, you get the four one one. Nobody really knows this, oh. not that it's a big deal, but I'm kind of gearing up to potentially not necessarily make the move to LA or New York, but I'm getting through next May with local stuff, and then I'm gonna start proactively pursuing um whether it's stage or film outside of the state wow yeah so i'm really excited about that so I mean, that you have a plan in mind or is that just uh i mean how, how would that work how would it work to um to... it's kind of one of those things so like come may i could uh start flying out to regional production houses for theater i could even fly out to new york for um audition season Ooh. or Chicago. Chicago has the same thing. They have like kind of audition season. So I could fly out there for a couple of weeks and just audition for a bunch of theaters. Um, it would, it would really help if I went equity. The thing is, uh, Utah is a right to work state. So mm. if I was equity for stage, I would kind of get fucked over a little bit because, um, 
it would require more money from theater houses. And a lot of theater houses don't have that much money. And so they wouldn't be able to hire an equity actor. Right. Um, so right now, while I've been just solely in Utah, I haven't gone equity. But if I want to take auditions outside of the state, it would be smarter to go equity because then they'd have to pay me more. And then they would have to house me if I was, came to the state to like, you know, say like Denver has a production of a regional house. Um, they would, I'd be out there for like a month and I would have housing and food and all that paid for and then be rehearsing out there. Um, it's, it's very similar to the concept of SAG for Screen Actors Guild. That's right. Yeah. You know, film and television and all that kind of stuff. So I think it's just kind of, I'm taking the next year to really just like refine my skills, make sure I'm like in a healthy place financially, um, a healthy place, um, acting wise and just all that kind of mentally wise, emotionally wise, you know, just it's, it's hard work. The industry's hard. Um, and then, um, then, you know, after May, which is where my, which my Pygmalion production ends, it closes on May 5th, I'll just start looking to see if there's auditions out there that I want to take. And I could either move to LA or New York and do auditions, or I could um, just fly out there for an audition and just go out per production. It just kind of depends. Yeah, that would be, man, I really hope that, I hope that works out. Whether you, would, you, would you be trying to do like TV, uh, well, not just TV and film, but like, um, like, drama and comedy or comedy i guess i should say and or comedy uh i definitely lean more towards drama um and but i can do comedy i think comedy just scares me (laughs) um it's it's hard i think comedy. i'm sure no no, i know i know know what you mean i just mean that you were someone who wrote and produced and edited a comedy Uh, well yes that actually surprises me um (laughs) <laughs> you know, comedy is hard. You know, that's the thing because like comedy often is a um, is a thing that is based on culture and age and information. Like you have smart comedy, you have clever comedy, you have yeah. cultural comedy. Um, so comedy is hard in the sense that it depends on the audience. Whereas like drama, everybody knows what loss is. Like if someone dies, everybody knows what romance is. If you fall in love, you know all these kind of things. So drama is easier in the sense that like everybody gets what it is, whether they react on a strong or small basis. Whereas comedy, it literally is, it's like a Japanese is telling a Japanese joke in America. We might not get it because we don't have a cultural background right. to understand that comedy. Um, so I think that's why comedy scares me. Yeah, no, that's definitely that's something, something to keep in mind when you're, I mean, not even just it's the fact that you could have over the whole routine written out. Someone like, someone writes out a whole routine for you, and if you don't pronounce, you don't say this word in a specific time, you could like fuck up the whole joke. And so like, the joke could be great, but like the timing of it and like the delivery of it is also just. That's more talking in terms of stand up, but that's like that could ruin or that could ruin the joke. Yeah, um, that yeah. So that's what comedy. Is. So comedy is hard. <laughs> I've I've been thinking about I'm. Like I say this all the time, and I haven't actually written fucking written in things for two years. I do want to get back in the stand-up circuit or try to do something like that, but I can't do that one while I'm poor, and two while I don't have a license or a car. Well, two, three license or a car, so I can't really afford to like go out really late and just take a bus all the way to the Sunset Boulevard or something, all the way in fucking Hollywood, and then bus back. So, so I can do five minutes or something. It's it's something I've been thinking about doing. But like the only yeah. problem is that there's some experiences that in my life that are so fresh to me and I think are so funny 
though how painful they were, but it's also about something I can't exactly talk about. Yeah. So that's where I'm kind of like, even if I had a different name for the person, it it's that's a weird situation. Like it's like there's more material to mine from. I don't have to talk about this particular thing. I don't. <laughs> there's a plenty of other embarrassing things I could talk about as a foibles. Foibles. <laughs> yeah. No, it's. I could never do stand-up. Kudos to those who are brave enough to do that. And there is a sense of freedom that I wish I had, but uh, kudos to them. I will laugh at their expense because that's what they're getting paid for. <laughs> do you know, do you know, how much do you know about the Big Sick, actually? About the, I, I know what it's about. I guess he wants to date her and his parents don't want to because she's sick or something. I don't know a lot. Well, not, not, not quite that. It's... it's well, well, the reason I okay, that you up tell me. It, What's the exact? The, the plot is that uh, he's um, he's a he's a Pakistani American, and his family has a tradition of having arranged marriages. But he's dating a white person. Um, wants to date a white person, but he doesn't tell his family about it. Gotcha. So that's where that kind of the tension is. Like he's not telling his family about, you know, his girlfriend, but he doesn't tell. But he hasn't told doesn't tell his girlfriend about what's going on with his family, and then. Um, Eventually, the truth comes out, but and then it's like a couple, maybe even a week or something that they don't they, after they break up, that he finds out that he's she's in the hospital, and then eventually she is um, put in a coma, oh, not, wow. um, as suggested by the doctors, to ensure her her safety. Excuse me, I don't know. I'm suddenly so tired. To ensure her safety. Um. So, the, but, the, but the reason I brought it up, The Big Sick, is because the, the movie actually is partly about stand-up comedy, because Kamayo is... I mean, it's an autobiography about him. A dramatized autobiography, but... Eh, no, no, no. Biopic? Eh, what genre? I don't know. I don't, I don't think this film has a genre. Whatever. I want to ask him that question, but I didn't get a chance to. <laughs> His character is a stand-up comedian. Uh, so there's a little, bit of a, a little bit of a discussion about the stand-up, the culture of stand-up in the film, not really as much... We kind of just see stand-up comedians interact. I think there's a question asked um, at the Q&A, actually, yesterday, about how difficult it was to write stand-up that's meant to, you know, you know, that's meant to be filmed. And then I think, I don't know what the answer was, 100%, but just the consensus was that we're trying to present it as it is, but we're also not trying to fake it. So we're kind of just leave, oops, we're trying to leave the comedians as they are, like how they are, but in framing it in the, in a film context. So it's not right. like we're writing new jokes for them. They're, we're, they're saying their jokes and we, we hire, we hire them for the film, obviously. So we know they're, we're confident in their abilities and stand up comedians right. or whatever. So, so, <clears throat> so that, that's where they got that. That, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. Um, do you watch Louie? Uh, no. Uh, do you know what it is? Yes. So, Louis, um, it's Louis CK's thing, right? Yeah, it was a show on FX. I think he's it's on hiatus right now because he wants to do other things. I don't know if he's going to come back. Probably not. Well, you know, he's a bit of a family guy, and he understands that. that that's, that's a part of it. I mean, his show, which is even more autobiographical, sort of, than even than Big Sick is. Um, but he frames every... I think in the beginning, he framed every episode with a stand-up routine, or like sometimes he would frame it. Oh, very, like, Seinfeld-esque? Like, Seinfeld-esque, yeah, but... but Kind of like, 
kind of like it's like kind of like a hard shift, like it does the comedy, and then it kind of hard shifts into the into the, the segment or the the episode itself. So it's not like with the music, where it's kind of like this is supposed to be like a hip, doopy atmosphere, blah blah. You know, yeah, but I love the Seinfeld thing though. That's not what I mean. That was kind of that sounded disparaging. But what I mean is that like Louis kind of sets up. Okay, we're gonna hear this is a really dark joke. Now we're going to see some really dark shit about to happen. So. Yeah, that's what I was referring to. Um, no, it's a great show. I think I think you would like it. I don't know. I don't. Maybe you would like it. I don't know. Maybe I'll watch it because you recommended I'll watch it. Okay, it's about forty-three episodes. It's pretty short. HBO shows are pretty short too. I don't know. Is that, is that too long? No, that sounds okay. I don't know what that. Maybe I'm wrong. I'll watch it though. I'll at least watch one or two episodes. Okay. I mean, I mean, yeah, you watch the first two, and then they'll give you an impression of whether you would want to continue or not. I am so sorry. I'm suddenly super tired. It's okay. Why are you apologizing? Sleepiness happens. Oh, I, I know. You know. I find it funny when people are tired, and like, I'm so sorry. And it's like, uh, you have no control over that. Your body <laughs> decides to say sleep time, and you just have to accept that. I guess I also feel bad, though, because like, my brother's currently like squishing cans with my mom and I have the excuse of I'm talking to someone on the internet I'm talking so. to Andrea sorry <laughs> can't help mom and dad not doing laundry yeah so yeah uh, so maybe that's also I'm feeling a little bad about that too even though again it's not really I didn't know my mom would force my brother to be smashing cans right now so yeah, well so you... I mean I can let you go to bed <laughs> no 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 no. go to bed I, at 5pm I, I, can, I can hold it together but like you let me know when you have to go because I think it's like Actually, speaking of, um, my friend literally just texted me and wants to get together in like 45 minutes. So I'm going to have to have time to like pretty up. So How much time do you think you'll need? I got to put makeup on, fix my hair, put on a cute outfit. And we're going to, we're actually going out to this. Here's a shout out. We're going out to this cool bar in town. It's called Prohibition. And oh, it sweet. has like a, it's a burlesque show and Ooh. live jazz music and some killer cocktails. And so that's where we're headed tonight. Very cool. Um, okay, well, I mean, I guess, I mean, I guess, I, I guess we're winding down anyway. I feel bad. I feel like. I Why I, do you feel bad? We'll do this again. If you can have like five episodes with Zach, you can have two with me. <laughs> all right, all right. Um, I think it's just more like the moment kind of thing. It's just like, just suddenly, just the energy is just completely just like, I don't know. So, yeah, no, we'll definitely, we'll definitely bring it back. Yeah, um, totally. And I promise I won't reschedule on you a million times. <laughs> uh, fucking, we've all been busy. Like, I think I, I, I think I had to cancel a couple times because I think I had personal shit going on. Uh, so it's, it's fine. Me and Zach, like, fucking at the same time that we're, we're rescheduling our talk. Me and Zach have also been rescheduling, and we've also been like mixing okay, good, up. Then I don't feel so bad if you're rescheduling with him. <laughs> well, it's not, it's not as. It's not, it's not quite like that, so it's, it's not too bad. But yeah, we will absolutely, absolutely bring it back. Um, but I'm glad uh, we finally made this happen. Me too! Yay! So we we found time, and it's six o'clock, so it means we've been talking for at least an hour and a half. Yeah, well, uh, twenty minutes of that hour and a twenty minutes of that was just us trying to figure out how to get the recording stuff working. Well, that's what I, we we started talking at four. I think we actually literally started the podcast around four thirty, so it's like an hour ish and a half. Well, according to the recorder, we've been talking yeah, about almost two hours. Two hours? 
Yes. Listen to that, audience members. I hope you don't mind our rambling. (laughs) It's the wine. Oh, speaking of which, I need to finish mine. Finish your wine. I've already finished mine. Cheers to, to, us to random chanterings and getting to hang out and talk for a little bit. Yay. All right. Oh, perfect timing. Yeah, you can definitely hear that. I can totally hear that. Audience members can totally hear that. I'll probably cut that the, out. The sounds of California. Ours are... Maybe I'll leave it. If it's really leave loud, it I'll, I'll leave it. If it's really loud, I'll it, cut it out. It makes it feel more real. It makes it feel like you're <laughs> in... The city versus a studio locked away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I guess that's kind of an excuse, and then something is like, nah, a little better. Um, but yeah, uh, Andrea, thanks so fuck. And um, this is when I on. Thanks for coming back to the show. No problem. Um, Jesus. Oh my god. Where can people find you? How can people find me? People can follow me on Twitter at A-N-D-D-Peter. It's kind of a play on Andy Peter because my name's Andrea. Or same thing with Instagram, A-N-D-D-Peter. I take lots of pictures of cocktails, so get excited (laughs) for that. Um, You guys can follow me there. Right now I'm doing more more stage than film, so there's not a lot of stuff you can follow that. But you can follow my uh, actor page. Um, you guys can look me up at Andrea Kyle, K-I-L-E, Peterson, on Facebook, and that's my actor site, and you can stay in touch with all the film and television and acting projects that I do um, here and there. And then hopefully, cross all y'all's fingers, I make the plunge to check things out outside of Utah. Maybe I'll be coming to your city one day. Hey, that would be something. Yeah, that'd be cool, huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Silence. Agreement. Crickets chirping. Yes, we all Kurt's agree that chirp. would be awesome. Yes. All right, taking us out today is I'm Shipping Out to Boston by Dropkick Murphys. As always, you can find our podcast at randomchatterings.weebly.com. You can find us on Twitter at our Twitter handle at ranchatpodcast. You can email us at ranchatpodcast at gmail.com. And you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Blueberry, Player FM, TuneIn Radio, Podbay, CastBox, Podknife, CastCrunch, Overcast, Listen Notes, Pod Paradise, and Acast by searching Random Chatterings, a silly podcast from silly people. And our, our question. What am, I, what am I hesitating? Our question of the week is... Um, if you had a chance to participate or act in something, what would that production be? Mm, I've always been a huge fan of huge who out <laughs> words are hard. I've always been a huge fan of Edward Albee's Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf. Uh, definitely, it was a play that I studied for my senior year in high school literature, and I don't know, I'm obsessed with it. I'm not a huge fan of the film, not going to lie. Mm. Uh, Elizabeth Taylor did not wow me over, but the script is fucking amazing. <laughs> uh, let's see. Well, I, 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 I want to eventually, maybe once I live in more comfortably, or if I just make the right connections, I would eventually want to be a voice actor. So I guess any kind of cartoon... Or animated film, that's something I would want to... Specific, though... Ah, man, I would say Toy Story, but, like, it's untouchable. I feel like I would ruin it with my fucking voice. Uh, what? What? You know what? Okay. Rather than a specific production, I guess. Other than maybe just a background extra on Louie. Um, a new animated series that had complete unknowns. Kind of like, you know, like, 
just a show that no one really know about. No one had, so there was no reputation for it. So like it's just oh, it's the show with this with these group of characters. A show like that, I think, is something I would want to. Oh would yeah, I could to. totally see that. Yes. You would have fun with that. Oh, man, I really hope I can make that happen. I don't know. We'll see. Well, you can double hear that. Yeah, you can. It's fun though. It is. It's pretty fun. Um. Um, yeah, that's definitely something I would, um, I'll probably consider doing. We'll see how that goes. Maybe that will be my future. Well, take care, everybody. Technically, I haven't even said, I haven't even done like the regular spiel, so technically. Well, you're gonna have to edit it. that shit then. Hey guys, welcome to Random Hey, fuck you, man! Hey, fuck you! I need a fucking routine, man! Welcome to Random Challenge episode 71. Is that your brother or your mom? Fuck yourself! I do not sound like that! That's like fucking NPR shit, I don't do that. Although I do love NPR. Good. Cheers to that. Cheers to NPR. Cheers to NPR.